0: Coming up now and established in the faith. Anything outside of a man and a woman, man may call it a marriage, but in the eyes of God, it is an abomination. And God will not bless such, He will judge such. It is an unholy alliance. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of Second Kings, the book of Second Kings, chapter 3, 2 Kings, chapter 3, we're going to pick it up in verse 5 today, Second Kings 3, in verse 5. But it came to pass, when Ahab was dead, that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. And king Jehoram went out of Samaria the same time and numbered all of Israel. And he went and sent to Jehoshaphat the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Wilt thou go with me against Moab to battle? And he said, I will go up. I am as thou art, my people as thy people, and my horses as thy horses. And he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, The way through the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went, and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom. And they fetched a compass of seven days' journey. And there was no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. And I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning. The unholy alliance. I want to take you back to the history of the Moabites as we lay a little groundwork for the message next week and however the Lord leads, it will probably go into the following week. But the Bible tells us in Genesis that God called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldees, told him to leave his father's house and go to a land that I will show thee of. He took his wife and his servants and all that he had. And the Bible says that Lot went with him. You can read about this in Genesis chapter 12. Some have asked a question as to why Lot went with him. And it's been said that Abraham's brother died when Lot was just a little fellow. And there was no one else to take care of Lot, so Abraham felt that it was his duty. It was his responsibility to raise this young man. And when God called Abraham, he packed up his stuff and left almost immediately, and Lot went with him. The Bible says that they came into the land of Canaan. And when they came into the land of Canaan, the Bible says that there was a famine in the land. And let me just stop right here and deal with this for just a few minutes. Whenever God tells you to do something or leads you to do something, Don't think that it's just going to be downhill with the wind at your back and you're not going to have any problems or difficulties. Satan is always going to throw up obstacles. He's always going to try to stop, to hurt, to hinder the work of God. And whatever it is that God wants you to do, you need to press forward No matter how hard Satan tries to come against you, to stop you, you must do that of which God asked you to do. And Abraham moved down into Egypt during this time of famine. And as they got to the outskirts of Egypt, he looked at Sarah, his wife. She was fair to look upon, the Bible says. And he told Sarah, If you tell them that you're my wife, they're liable to kill me. It might be best, let's just tell them that you're my sister. So this they agreed to do. And so they went down into Egypt. And sure enough, when Pharaoh saw Sarah, he called her into his chambers. And the Bible says that he entreated Abraham well. For Sarah, Genesis 12 verse 16, gave him sheep and oxen, he asses, men servants, maid servants, she asses and camels. I don't know what all that adds up to be in today's economy, but it, it was quite a large sum of money if you were to add all of that up. But he entreated Abraham well for Sarah. But the Bible says that God plagued Pharaoh's house because of this thing. And Pharaoh found out that Sarah was Abraham's wife. And he approached Abraham about this thing and pretty much drove him and all he had out of Egypt. Well, by this time, the famine was over. So Abraham and all that he had, they go back into Canaan. Again, Lot goes with him. Lot is now a young man. He's able to make decisions for himself now. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 13 and verse 7 that there was a strife between the herdman of Lot and the herdman of Abraham. And Abraham said, let's not have this strife between us. You look over the land, and if you go to the right, I'll go to the left. Choose whatever you want. And the Bible says that Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. Genesis 13, verse 12, Lot pitched his tent toward Sodom, but the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. I was listening to a preacher just a short time ago, and he made this statement that the reason God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was because of their attitude. If that was the case, every single one of us today would be dead. God did not destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of their attitude. He killed them because the men of the city were exceeding wicked. And that is not my words. That's what the Word of God says. It was the sin of homosexuality that God destroyed those two cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the reason I deal with this today is because there is a push in this country. And this has been going on for years. But we have it has been talked about so much, movies, television programs, advertisements today we've seen it so much it's literally been pushed down our throats today and it's becoming acceptable for these types of things and now we've gone to the extreme that we allow homosexuals to marry when God created Adam and Eve in the very beginning he created a man and a woman And that's the way God intended for marriage to be. Anything outside of a man and a woman, man may call it a marriage, but in the eyes of God it is an abomination. And God will not bless such, he will judge such as that. God recognizes a marriage between one man and one woman. And it's not changed. And just a few chapters into his word, he tells us what he thinks about the sin of homosexuality. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He does not change. And some have said, well, God doesn't mention homosexuality in the New Testament. Yes, he does. Romans chapter 1 tells us that the women and the men left the natural use of the body to do that which is unseemly. So it is talked about. And the same God of the Old Testament is the same God of the New. But let me quickly add this. If you're involved in that sin of homosexuality, The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you have married and you have gone in this direction, you're going to have to repent. You're going to have to turn from this evil, wicked way, and you're going to have to turn to the Lord and leave that for which you you have gotten yourself into it is an unholy alliance that God will not bless and the end result is going to be disaster and again that's not my word that's not my opinion that's the word of God and lot he pitched his tent toward Sodom and the men were exceedingly wicked And while he was there, Genesis chapter 14, war broke out among the kings. And in the midst of all this, Sodom was taken captive, and the city was spoiled, and the king of Gomorrah as well, and they were carried off and taken captive, and Lot was taken and his family as well. You see, while Lot was there in Sodom, he married a young lady there and he had two daughters. And that's the environment that he chose to live in. And some of you shaking your heads, that's right. He made a choice to go there, but you know this country is getting so bad with the sin of homosexuality today. You and I don't have much of a choice anymore. It's in the schools. It's in advertisement. You're riding down the road. There are billboards about it. And it's on social media. Every way you look, it's being pushed down your throat today. And let me tell you, Lot was a just man. The Bible says he was a just man. He was saved. His faith was in the one who was to come. But being in this environment, his soul was vexed, the Bible says. Vexed, troubled. I'm troubled today because of this thing. I don't know of a family anywhere that has not been touched and affected in some way by this horrible sin. And it is a horrible sin. And you say, well, I just don't believe it, James. It's just not, it's, you know, it's just like any other sin. No, it's not. God didn't destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of their attitude or because they lied. He destroyed them because of this sin. Not all sin is the same, but... Lot now finds himself in a captive situation. And Abraham took his men and he went in and God blessed him and helped him. And he delivered Lot from this situation and all that he had. And the king of Sodom tried to reward Abraham Tried to give him money because of this thing for which Abraham had done. And Abraham said, I'm not going to take so much as a shoe latchet from you. God has blessed me. I don't need your money. I didn't do it for money. But if I take your money, you'll say that you're the one that's made Abraham rich. And that's not the case. God has blessed me. God's the one that has blessed me. And he wouldn't take anything. So... Evidence is they rewarded Lot because his uncle had gone in and saved him. And they put Lot in a high position in the city. And the cup of iniquity of Sodom was running over. And the cry of the city came unto the ears of God. And God went to Abraham and told Abraham, I'm going to have to destroy these two cities because the cry has come unto me. And Abraham, when he heard those words, he begins to think, Lord, My nephew Lot is there. To be sure, he's had some influence on the people there. And you know the story how Abraham interceded for those two cities. He had a loved one in mind as he was interceding. He knew judgment was coming and he interceded on their behalf. Some of you listening to me this morning and listening by radio, you've got loved ones that are out there. In Sodom, they're in sin. They're not living right. Keep interceding on their behalf. Keep interceding on their behalf. And God agreed that He would not destroy the city. If there were ten people there, I'll not destroy it. Sadly and regrettably, there was not ten people there. But here's what God did. He sent two angels into that city. He sent them in there for Lot. Glory to God. When you intercede on behalf of someone else, I believe God goes to working right then. He sends angels, He sends His Spirit, He sends someone to deal with them, to finger around their hearts. And when these two men, these two angels, when they come to the gate of the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, there's Lot sitting there. This is where all the high up people sat. I don't know what his political position was, but he was on up there in position And he's sitting there at the gate of the city when these two angels come in. And you know the story. How he hid those angels in his house and the men of the city came knocking on the door wanting to know them. Wanting to have sexual relations with them. The angels smote them with Darkness and they wearied themselves trying to find the door to get in. The angels told Lot, you've got to get out of here. Get your wife and children and whoever else you can. You've got to get out of here. We cannot destroy this place till you're out. Judgment is coming upon this world, ladies and gentlemen. The great tribulation period is at hand. The cup of iniquity in this world is sloshing over. But that judgment will not come till he gets you and I, those of us who are justified, those of us who were saved. The judgment will not come till he's gotten us out of here. Glory to God. The trump of God is about to sound. And judgment is coming. So the angels get Lot and his wife and two daughters, get them outside the city, told them, said, Get away from this place and don't look back. The fire of God fell upon those cities and destroyed them. And Lot's wife looked back, and the Bible says she was turned to a pillar of salt. She died. So now it's just Lot and his two daughters. And he finds a place, a cave in Mount Zoar. And the Bible says that one night, those two daughters got Lot drunk and became pregnant by their father. Incest, which is another bad sin that God does not condone. Incest. Genesis 19 verse 36 Thus were both the daughters of Lot with child by their father. And the first one bare a son and called his name Moab. The same is the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger, she also bare a son and called his name Benami. The same is the father of the children of Ammon unto this day. These two nations of people. Came about as a result of incest, sin, and they caused Israel all kinds of problems. And so it is. When you get down to it, ladies and gentlemen, sin is the problem. You say, well, this is my problem over here. My problem's here. My problem's there. The problem with our country today are those who have been elected into office. You can blame whoever, whatever you want to blame, but the bottom line, our problem today is sin. That's always been the problem. And God has one remedy for sin, and it's Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That is the answer to the sin problem if there was any other solution God would have given it they caused Israel all kind of problems until David came on the scene King David David was God's choice God told David that it was through his family that the Redeemer the Savior the Lord Jesus Christ would come David, God anointed him and used this man to conquer all of Israel's enemies, including the Moabites. And they were subdued. But then, when King Rehoboam came along, the kingdom was divided. Ten of the tribes pulled out of the house of David and chose Jeroboam to be their king. They formed the northern kingdom of Israel and the Moabites was now under their jurisdiction. And all during the time of Ahab, they remained under subjection 2 Kings 3, verse 4. Took me a while to get here, but I'm finally here. 2 Kings 3, verse 4. And Mesha, king of Moab, was a sheepmaster and rendered unto the king of Israel a hundred thousand lambs and a hundred thousand rams with the wool. These people paid tens of millions of dollars every year in tribute to Israel. And now they rebel against the king. They rebelled against Jehoram. And now you can understand why Jehoram is all uptight. The Bible says that He got all of Israel numbered. He's getting ready for war. And he reached out to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. Now Jehoshaphat was a godly man. The Bible tells us that. Jehoshaphat is now fixing to get in an unholy alliance with Jehoram. King of Israel ladies and gentlemen we have just flat run out of time for today tune in next week for the conclusion if the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message just give us a call or text us at two five two two nine nine four two